and welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Marendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Authentic Healthpreneurs. My special guest today is Sunny, and her business is Wildflower Strategy. And I guess on a metaphysical, intuitive, spiritual sense, that is what she is doing now, mixing both what she used to do in corporate, strategy planning, business development can I say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all of that with her intuitive skills which I think is absolutely amazing because I do that too so thank you Sunny for joining us thanks for having me I'm so excited to have you here because I guess I don't want to say you're far left field but I guess this is a new well not a new thing but this is the new way of life now isn't it people um you know when starting their own business or wanting to make changes in their business. They're not just looking at, you know, the physical stuff, you know, the business plans and the accounts and marketing, but a lot of people are now going back. I like to say within and drawing on their intuition to drive their businesses forward. Because I think over the hundreds of thousands of years, we've lost that innate skill, haven't we? Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what I would like you to do, Sunny, is if you could just share with us your own journey from working in big corporate to now what you're doing now. So I guess, yeah, just share with us where you started, what you trained as, and I guess, and how you got started working in the intuitive realm. Yeah, sure. Um, I sort of stumbled into a career in technology. Um, and I say that quite literally, I, I was temping, I was a temp at a large yep. corporation and the IT department was like, we like you, we're going to keep you. And five years later, I was like, I think this might be a career I have here. And about, I don't know, 15, almost 20 years later, um, I got to the point where I had developed that career into being a business strategist, a project manager, a senior project manager. And I worked for fortune 50 companies. And I looked around and realized that I, I wasn't in love with what I did. I was really good at it, but I didn't love the life that I had to live in order to have that career, which I know is not an uncommon story. Um, but in my case, I'd spent the past several years really deepening my spiritual path and really acknowledging what felt true and authentic for me. And I had the opportunity to retire very young in my early thirties and I took it 
And I thought I was going to sit on a beach somewhere. And three months later, I was starting a business because I was <laughs> bored and good at stuff. And I couldn't not use the stuff I was good at to help other people. Um, so I started wildflower strategy a few months after I left the corporate life and it's just sort of evolved since then that was in 2014. So it's been many years now. Yeah. Almost, um, well, eight years, depending on what part of 2014 yeah. <laughs> it is, it's coming up, it's coming up on, um, eight years, I think eight and a half. And, um, what I started as was working with small businesses and nonprofits to find mutually beneficial relationships. And the more I sort of stretched my business muscles as a entrepreneur, the more I realized that the reason my career, not the only reason, right. But a big part of why yeah. my career had been so successful is that I just know stuff. Yeah. And the more I explored that, I realized I have some spiritual gifts and a very deep connection to my intuition that allowed me to ask really wise questions, but I was yeah. asking them to validate in the real world, what I already knew on an intuitive level. And so I started really pulling from that and tapping into that and in how I worked with people in their businesses. And over the years, it turned into where I was helping people with their businesses, but I was also working with them in their lives. And so now I work with people one-on-one -on -one as a mentor for life in general and for spirituality, as well yeah. as business, um, if they have a business, but I've got plenty of clients who don't even have businesses, right? We just work on their lives. Yeah, that's right. But again, well, in saying that, that's the reason I've got you here talking today because a lot of the listeners will be women who are in the early stages of the business or have been in mm -hmm. business for a while and have either not thought of, you know, relying or tapping into their intuition or have been, but don't trust it because they think, no, no, there's got to be a more logical answer, not just bang, what pops into my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And it's, I, I think that that's, that's where a lot of our power, I speak for myself. That's where a lot of my power comes from, right? I, I'm in speaking with somebody, things just click for me. My intuition is giving me very strong indicators of what's true. And when I speak that into existence and then help my clients figure out if it's also true for them, it yeah. has their business and what they, what they design for their lives come from a place of deep inner power versus somebody else telling them. So whether that's me or society as a whole. Yes, that's right. And I guess, you know, because we're so, you know, I was talking about this in another podcast, you know, our business and personal lives, when you're running your own business are not separate, they mm -hmm. are intertwined. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of women need to understand that you can't keep them separate. They're always going to be intertwined. And I always talk to them, you know, well, the reason you're starting your own business is obviously you've got a love for the modality or the industry you're in and that's your you know what I talk to them about their life purpose because like you were just saying you're working in the corporate world and you kind of just followed a path that was kind of given to you but you never really thought about hang on is this really what brings me joy so I think that's the other thing is you know women need to understand they've got to make sure that the business they're wanting to start is exactly what you know intuitively they want to do it's not they're doing it because someone said hey you'd be good at doing that absolutely and and I would add to that 
just because you're good at a modality doesn't mean you're good at business. Running a business is a whole different skill set. And if you're down to learn that and explore that, a hundred percent take on that challenge. But if you don't like business, it may not be that you need to start your own business. It may be find a business that will value your skills and allow you the flexibility or the freedom to work in the way you want. Um, yeah. so I encourage people to be really discerning and thoughtful about that decision to really go off on your own, because there is a lot that goes into it beyond just being good at the modality you're good at. Exactly. And I think that's where, um, I find, especially in the younger generation, because one, they can't find a job or they can't find a business that aligns with their own values. They then go, Oh, I'll just go and start my own business. And then that's why we have, well, here in Australia, we do, we have such a high turnover or I don't want to say failure rate, but a lot of businesses close within under five years, because I think a lot of um, health clinicians think, oh, it's probably the easiest way for me to just go and start my business. But like you said, if they don't have a genuine interest in business acumen, it's probably not the best chosen path for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have similar stats here in the U S it's, it's, common for businesses not to last. And I think that's part of it is the business side just wasn't for them. And that's okay. That's not failure, right? That's success. You learn something new about yourself. Totally. And like you said, you just need to find that business that aligns with your self and your values and allows you to have that, um, whether it is autonomy or freedom to choose the clients you work with or choose the type of work that you do, that can be a success in itself as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So of course, I'm going to be asking about, you know, pros and cons of running your own business. So what would you say are some positives for running your own business? Well, um, I really like the freedom to manage my own schedule which, you know, I booked two months out at this point. So it's not like I can pivot quickly because I've committed to the next two months and I can pivot. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Whereas when I was at corporate, if I wanted my, my schedule to change, it was a whole big deal and a request. And I had a whole team that was depending on (laughs) now it's just like, Oh, I look at my calendar two months out. I move some blocks around. I block some things off and suddenly I have a three day weekend. Right. Um, yeah. (laughs) I also love the ability to say no. You know, when you're assigned something from a boss, it's really tricky to say that's, that's not in my zone of genius, or that isn't aligned with my values. But as a business owner, I I say no to clients all the time, sometimes because it's not aligned sometimes because I just don't want to sometimes because I don't like the schedule they're going to, you know, I get all sorts of reasons, but I don't have to give them to them. I can just say no. And it's a complete sentence. Totally. And that's a big thing. I think that, um, is a, a block for a lot of women or even those of us in the health industry. It's like when you're first starting out, you don't want to say no because you're desperate for the money. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You start an unhealthy habit where you can't say no. And like you said, you're accepting clients who don't align with what it mm-hmm. is that you truly want to do. And then that's where I find, you know, we get burnt out because we're serving people that we're not directly aligned with. Absolutely. And sometimes I think we end up right back where we were when we worked for a big corporation or for another company that we, we aren't getting that freedom of choice that we wanted that had to start our business in the first place. Yeah. 
I think it also people come from a place of fear, don't they? Because that's when you're starting out, you've got nothing <laughs> and you just want to have a, a regular income, which is nice. But again, you shouldn't be just accepting anyone as your client. And I guess this is a big thing I do with my clients is that, you know, I know it's hard, but you've got to find your niche mm-hmm. and find those client, clients that bring you joy. Because if you work with those clients, you're never going to work a day in your life. And you're always going to be happy and contented because you're working with clients who are aligned with yourself. And, you know, hopefully, you know, as you're, you know, energetically, because that's what we talk about, you will just attract those sorts of clients all the time because you're continually working with those clients. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And, and my experience personally is every time I say no, coming from a place of alignment and power, very quickly, another opportunity shows up to fill that gap, right? So if I say no, and I'm turning down money on the table, it it almost always works out that within a very short amount of time, somehow that money shows up in a way that feels much better. So it's like the universe or God honors my no by bringing me a yes. 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 Yeah. Perfect. Any other positives for running your own business? Oh, I'm sure many, but those are the ones that continually- come to mind to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess, of course, with every positive, there are negatives. What would you say? And I don't like the term negative, but I guess what are the not so positive things of, you know, being a healthpreneur or working for yourself? (laughs) Sure. I think there's, there's a few things, right? So there's not the infrastructure of a company reinforcing time off. There's no paid time off. So it's really easy to just work, 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 and not take a holiday, not take a vacation to forget that there's maybe a national holiday even happening. We just had a national holiday here in the U S last Monday, and I totally forgot about it. Um, (laughs) and it was fine. You didn't get the memo to say, hi, don't come to work. It's a public holiday. (laughs) Exactly. And there's no, there's nothing on a quote pay stub to tell me that I have vacation accrued and it's really time for a vacation or a holiday. Um, and like on the flip side, right. You can take, you can take as many as you want, as long as your business is managed. So like, I personally go on a quarterly silent retreat, um, and I take three or four days and I go and stay somewhere by myself and, and spend time alone with myself in a spiritual practice. And I can do that because I can let my clients know it's coming. But the, the downside is if I forget to schedule those, for instance, if I don't schedule them at the beginning of the year, it's pretty predictable. I'll go six or seven months without taking a proper vacation. So that can be a little challenging. Yeah. Um, and then with that comes just kind of self-care and really, I, I think it's more soul care, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure that you have the systems and structures in place to take care of yourself. So I, you know, I, I know I need to get up early enough to meditate before my first client, or I won't be grounded for the day, but without a, you know, a regular routine of getting up and driving to work and whatnot, it can be easy to let those things flex and slip. Um, so I find those to be challenging. And then there's of course the fact that we think we don't have a boss, but we do, it's our clients. And if we don't have clients and don't please them. We don't make money. So that can always become a little stressful if there's lean times, especially in say a pandemic, um, not having that reliability of a large company to take that risk for you, depending Mm. on how your life flows and what growth plans you have for your personal life, say buying a home, it can be a little challenging to be um, self-employed here in the States. It can be challenging to get a mortgage self-employed if you're not set up correctly. So sometimes those things rear their little heads at me. 
<laughs> I think you'll find that all over. That's the same here in Australia. I don't know. They encourage and, you know, want to support small businesses. But then when it comes down to wanting to get loans, they don't want to know about you. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So thinking back to when you started out on your own, what do you wish you had have known then that you know now? It's a great question. Um, I feel like early on, this is not my first business. This is my third business. And I have a lot of business experience yeah. and yet I still allowed other people's opinions to influence how I set up my business. And I, yes. I, I wish I had trusted my own intuition. I wish I trusted myself to know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. I spent probably three or four years, um, listening to a variety of coaches and not really fully committing to any of them and yeah. feeling myself pulled in a bunch of different directions. So knowing what I know now, I would tell my past self, find somebody that you trust and invest with them and stick with them or just trust yourself. But taking a yes. little bit and like cherry picking from a bunch of different people doesn't usually work out so well. No, no, I definitely agree because everyone's got their own opinion and it will differ. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, you got to trust your intuition and go with whoever it is that you feel most drawn to. And I always say that to my clients too, you know, interview these people, whether they're going to be a business coach or an accountant or someone who's going to help with marketing your business, interview them as if you're going to employ them because you are mm -hmm. employing them, you're paying them. Um, don't just go with them because someone says they're great. You need to ensure that their own personal values align with your own. And if I could add to that, also find out who they trust to guide them, mm. you know, who, the, who's their business coach, who's their mentor, who do they look up to, or who do they get their advice from? Because that's also very telling of their character and, um, ethics and energetic connection, all that fun stuff. So like go a click above and, and do that back, back, back research as well. Yeah. Great. That's awesome advice. <clears throat> So do you have any other advice or tips to other female health practitioners thinking of starting their own health business? I think it just circles back to what we've already discussed in that be, be thoughtful about all of the elements of business and does it excite you to learn about marketing? Does it excite you to learn about accounting and finance and tax law and, and, yeah. or do you have the resources to outsource that? right? If, if you don't have the resources to outsource it, you're going to need to learn it yourself. And if that doesn't excite you, um, I would really encourage you to consider partnering with somebody who it does really being very thoughtful and, um, going a little deeper into your research of maybe what organizations are available. Maybe there's places to work that aren't in your area where you can work remotely with, um, uh, patients and, and clients, that you could have an employer that serves you. So just being really thoughtful about whether or not going into business for yourself is really um, the path you want to take. And, you, and like I said, you can always change your mind, right? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, totally, totally. Um, so you were talking before about, you know, taking time out for self-care. Are there, is that literally how you manage your work-life balance? Like you say, you just get up early, do some meditation to ground yourself. Is that um, pretty much it? Or what other things do you do to help try and yeah, balance your home, personal life and work life? Because you work from home, don't you? 
I do. And I have a toddler, so there's yes. no getting up early to meditate. There's getting up early to feed and clean and play. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, I have a lot of open communication with my partner who is also an entrepreneur and we have very clear structures and systems. And we have a calendar that we share to manage who gets to work when, and we have clean boundaries with each other and with our clients. And I make sure at the beginning of every year, I lay out time where I'm going to step away. So for me, I don't get, I don't necessarily get to get up and meditate the way I used to. Now I throw the kid in the stroller and go for a walk and do a walking meditation. And yes. I make sure I get those quarterly retreats. Um, and I make sure once a month I take a day to go to the beach or go to the, you know, go to the lake or whatever is restorative for me. So it's all about my calendar and managing my time, um, wisely to make sure that work doesn't take over because I don't think there is work-life balance. I think there's work-life integration and making sure that I manage all of them as if it's one body of my life versus I have to manage my work. And over here, I have to manage my life. That doesn't yeah. work so well. When I think of it as one thing that I need support for my loved ones to have work, especially now that we have a kid that has worked really well for us thus far as new parents. Yes, I definitely agree with the whole, um, setting times and things like that. And it's pretty much like tag team, isn't it? A hundred percent. I've been there, done that. Um, so you mentioned just before about the pandemic. So how did it affect your business and was it in a good, bad way? Did you have to pivot, recreate yourself? What happened for you personally? Yeah, I, I think I was really well positioned in that uh, my business is eight years old, right? So I wasn't a new business. I had a stable client base. Um, and most of the people who are attracted to me to serve them in some way are dealing with some sort of a transition, whether it's transitioning their business to grow it, transitioning an exit strategy from their business, having a life transition of some sort, that just tends to be where my skill set comes into play. And so the pandemic actually in that respect has been really good for business because so many people did a sort of life reset, right? Having yes. all of that time in 2020 with their family and, and working differently and educating differently, people started to really think about what's important to them and that yeah. had them change things up, right? Which then had them yeah. seek out someone like myself. Um, so in that respect, it's been quite good for business. Um, I, do, I also teach online classes in spiritual growth and metaphysics, and people are opening their minds to being a lot more interested in that topic. So I've had a lot more yes. interested in my classes too. So yes, definitely. Yeah. I think the pandemic has been a much needed wake up call for everyone in the world. And I think, like you said, people are realizing, hang on, I'm stuck in this funk. I don't want to do it anymore. And as you said, I think a lot of people are now rediscovering the spiritual side because we've just mm -hmm. got caught in the robotics of day to day. Yeah. And I think too, um, spiritual, not religious has become yes. Yes. a big thing. And that's, I definitely play more in the spiritual sort of woo woo space than I do the religious space. And people are starting to be a lot of more curious about that, which is great for me because I, I love talking about it and educating. So Yes. And I love how you say woo-woo because, um, yeah, a lot of people say that about me. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not 
don't mind you calling it woo-woo if that's how you want to describe it that's fine so <laughs> what does the future hold for you and your business now do you still have um ideas you want to implement projects you're wanting to execute what's happening for you oh absolutely always always shifting and evolving with the world around me so um, when I first started, I worked primarily with business owners and over the past several years, that's pivoted, um, to being, I, I work with maybe two or three business owners at a time. And most of my clients I work with on their life and spirituality and, you know, their whole, their whole self. Um, and I've been teaching more and more classes. I have an online school. I have six classes that I've written and need to record to put wow. out there. Um, so I've got a, and I'm also in school to become an ordained minister of metaphysics. So I've definitely, am You've moving more and more. I do. I have a lot of growth and a lot of exciting things coming, <laughs> moving more and more towards, um, this, the intuitive side of intuitive strategist for sure. Yes. No, most definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your own journey from, you know, big corporate, into now being a um, intuitive strategist, which I think is just amazing. <laughs> I love how we as business owners can come up with our own job titles, can't we? Uh-huh, we totally can. <laughs> <laughs> so you just want to share with everyone what your business is and where they can find you online? Yeah, sure. Um, Wildflower Strategy is the name of my business. And that is my website, wildflowerstrategy.com. Um, and my name is Sunny. And if you go to my website, you can find my social and I'm, I'm Sunny underscore Sarah pretty much everywhere on social. And okay. I'm on pretty much every social platform. Awesome. And we will ensure that we include your links and um, yeah, your links in the description of this podcast, should people wish to reach out to you. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one -on -one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.